I'm not wearing your damn mask. I'm not taking your damn shot. And I'm not locking myself in my damned house. We're not gonna take it. Yeah, we're not gonna... Anyway, that's coming up. Sharing your DNA with the cops, whether you like it or not. Mm. And Lana Del Rey concert goers fall down. This is the weirdest story, but I got an explanation for you coming up. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Monday. Monday has arrived. It's kind of a, you see what I'm wearing tonight? My sloth shirt? Because that's kind of like Monday sloth time. Yeah, it's uh, just, it's one of those, okay? Oh, my goodness. All right, well. Our show is brought to you by the good folks at Blackout Coffee. Just give me a second here to tell you about the most amazing coffee you will ever brew in your life. America's strongest small batch coffee. They believe in two things, making a damn good cup of coffee and our good old American values. Duty, family, value, rights. If you're tired of the same old monotonous brown water garbage liberal brands, brands of coffee you've been drinking, tastes like crap, got a double bonus for you. Number one, this company supports this country, all that it stands for. Number two, this is the most incredible coffee you will ever taste. I've been a coffee drinker all my life. Nothing compares to blackout coffee. Uh, absolutely delicious, bold coffee flavor, 100% committed to conservative values and great coffee. They support our troops and our first responders. Everything from sourcing the beans, roasting process, customer support, shipping, they have an incredible work ethic and dedicated to promoting conservative principles. Except no compromise on quality, taste. I cannot recommend this coffee enough. It's brilliant, it's amazing. And the fact that you're supporting a 100% American company, the beans, the American farmers and co-ops that they work with all come from America. Just got to ask you for a favor. Check out their link down in our show notes. You will get a special deal. Big savings. You got nothing to lose. Just try one bag. Just order a single bag. That's all. You don't have to go in and order 50 bags. Just grab a bag if you want. Check it out. I promise you'll be back. It's just that good. Blackout Coffee. Use our promo code at checkout for 20% off your first order. Our promo code is J20, J-A-Y-20, my first name. J20, use that at checkout for 20% off your first order from Blackout Coffee. Incredible company, amazing guys over there and gals. And like I said, you will be supporting an American company, which is more important than ever these days. Here we go. Well, not in this household, but here some people go, you know, the liberal libtards who, you know, believe uh, 81 million votes and that masks work, which we know they don't. This is from the Gateway Pundit. The Biden regime is going to reinstate COVID-19 restrictions beginning with mask mandates as COVID cases rise. That, according to whistleblowers, with both the Border Patrol and the TSA. They're preparing to reinstate full COVID lockdowns, beginning with mask mandates, for TSA and airport employees as early as mid-September. That's just a month from now. Infowars, Alex Jones. I know, but he hasn't always been wrong. In fact, he's been right a lot. 
a high-level TSA per, uh, official reached out to InfoWars and detailed uh, a Tuesday meeting last week where TSA managers were informed of new memorandums and policies that would re-implement the useless masks. Unbelievable. According to the official, further details or how the policy will escalate, they're going to let us know about that this week. They added by mid-October, mask wearing going to be mandated for all pilots, flight staff, passengers, that's you and me, and airport patrons. Following this, InfoWars reached out to a trusted Border Patrol source, also in a managerial position, and they uh, corroborated the uh, directives, said similar measures were being planned for Border Patrol personnel. They were told it was not a matter of if, but when. Official COVID numbers will go back up and they expect by mid-October, just a year away from the election, how convenient, a return to forced masking policies that the Biden administration previously only reluctantly ended after a huge amount of protests. And after the fact that we know masks don't work, no one believes that anymore. They don't do a damn thing. And yet, here they come again. This is an interesting one. It's from the People's Voice. Links in our show notes. Russia. Look, hate Russia, love Russia, hate Putin, love Putin, whatever. I'm just putting the info out there. I expect you will take it. You will read it. You will make your own decisions because you're all big boys and girls, just like me. I'm a big boy. And we just put it out there because the info is available. Whether it's true or not, that would be up to you to decide. But Russia has released a 2,000-page report proving, according to this report, that the deep state and big pharma manufactured the COVID pandemic. publicly accused Big Pharma and the U.S. deep state actors of manufacturing the pandemic to take over the world, listing Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, and George Soros as co-conspirators in the plot against humanity. Russia wants, this is from the Russian embassy in the U.S. on Tuesday, uh, Thursday, just last week. Russia wants justice for the creation and release of SARS-CoV-2, while the West covered up the origins and censored scientists and journalists. Russia has submitted all their evidence to the United Nations, 2,000 pages worth of reports proving their claims, they say, over the past 18 months. There's a uh, chart here that shows the path of things. According to Russian officials, the bio-research activity launched by the U.S. Defense Department in Ukraine requires an appropriate legal assessment, including from relevant international bodies. Again, quoting from the embassy, of particular concern 
is the activity deployed by the Pentagon in Ukraine. The U.S. has involved dozens of state institutions and private companies of the country in its projects. Civilian and military personnel of the Republic became donors of biomaterial and simply experimental subjects. There is no doubt, the statement continues, that such actions require an appropriate legal assessment, including from the relevant international structures. There's more to this story. It's in our show notes. Check it out. Read it. Believe it or don't, as they say. But uh, it's there. It's interesting. And I would not necessarily discount it simply because it came from Russia and Putin. They're going to control what you say and what you do, no matter what. And here on Rumble, we don't do that. You can say whatever you want. Now, people complain or make the comment that, oh, Russia's just, uh, Russia, (laughs) Rumble is just full of conservative people and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? We're not. I'm not speaking on behalf of Rumble. I'm just one of the content creators here. But I can tell you that if you are a, if you are the furthest left-leaning nut job, whack job, purple-haired, nose-ringed, dyed-in-the-wool, Joe Biden's the best thing since sliced bread person. Grab yourself a webcam, grab yourself a laptop just like I did and create your own show. And you can put it here on Rumble. And we would welcome you. This is a platform that believes in free speech. 100%. I dare to say, given things that have happened lately over on what used to be known as Twitter... It's probably more about free speech than Twitter currently is. We don't know what's happening with this blocking and all this other crap. I don't know. These disinformation people they want to hire. Well, if you haven't left YouTube already like I did, what are you waiting for? They're doing it again. Epic Times. YouTube will censor content that contradicts the WHO guidelines. Let me remind you again, the WHO is a non-elected body. Nobody voted for the WHO, just like the WEF. YouTube has announced new medical misinformation policies that will censor any medical or health-related content that does not align with the claims from the WHO. And we have proof, and we have told you before, that the WHO has been 1,000% wrong in the past. A lot. They earlier had COVID-19 misinformation policies and you were dumping people left and right on the platform and giving them strikes and shutting them down. They now are directed to a medical misinformation policy page that expands the censorship rule to specific health conditions and substances rather than just COVID-19. So you see, in addition to our lead story, mask mandates coming back, and who knows what's next after that. YouTube's getting set up for it. 
with new policies. Whether you like them or not, get off of YouTube, please. Get off of YouTube. You don't need it. It doesn't need you. Communist bullcrap. All right. Your DNA is yours. You own it. It is part of you. In fact, it's what makes you, you. Now, you shed DNA nearly everywhere you go. Lately, with my skin problems, I've been shedding it extra. I couldn't commit a crime if I wanted to, because there are little pieces of me. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, the police may be able to get a hold of your DNA, even if you don't want them to. This is an interesting story, and we will have that coming up. Right now, though, let me just take a minute here tell you about another one of our sponsors. They pay a little bit to be here, and I appreciate your patience. NordVPN. Speaking of your privacy, you can get up to 65% off and three months free with NordVPN when you use the link in our show notes. Just $3.79 a month. Check that out. The bottom line here is, this is a quote from Tech of Tomorrow, when you're online, you don't have to worry about being secure or your information going getting out there if you have a VPN. And NordVPN makes it simple. Take a look at this chart. Connection speed, NordVPN compared to ExpressVPN, PrivateVPN, Proton, PureVPN. Bam, nails them. VPN servers. 5,800 plus servers, more than any of those other services. Malware scan for downloads, alerts about leaked credentials, track uh, tracker and ad blockers, got all those. Some of these other services do not offer the amazing package you get at NordVPN. Protect your online activity. If you're using a reliable VPN, your private information can be easily accessed. If you're not using a VPN, easily accessed by third parties and then they sell your information to marketers etc and evildoers you know even your ISP will be selling your data your information what websites you visit your your info your just to marketers your own ISP will come back and bite you in the butt and sell your data not kidding NordVPN use our special link in the show notes to get yourself the protection you need folks don't get online without a VPN not these days not these days. It's just too dangerous. Up to 65% off and three free extra months when you use the link in our show notes. If you don't have a VPN, you need to get one ASAP. Do it now. It's never been more important. All right, here we go. You ready? Police, law enforcement, are getting DNA data from people who think they've opted out there's a, a company called Jedmatch uh, G-E-D match forensic genetic genealogists skirted the G-E-D match privacy rules by searching users who explicitly opted out of sharing DNA with law enforcement you know these sites where you can have your DNA tested, find out about your genealogy, find lost relatives and all that stuff. Very cool. Very cool stuff. And then once you've got your results, when you get them, you go online, 
there's a whole lot of things you can do. You can look up different stuff. And one of the things you can do is to offer, if you wish, to share your DNA data with law enforcement. If you click, yes, I agree to do that, then your DNA is shared up into the law enforcement net database, uh, accessible worldwide with any police department or law enforcement agency around the globe. And when they're looking for suspects, yours will be among the ones that they compare. Now, if you haven't done anything wrong, you got nothing to worry about. But some people, to them, that's just not enough. It's my DNA. Keep your mitts off of it. I don't want you to have anything to do with it. You don't need to know. And there is an option for you to opt out of sharing your DNA with law enforcement. Well, guess what? Cece Moore, an actress, director, turned genetic genealogist, there's a strange career change, stood behind a lectern at New Jersey's Ramapo College in late July, propelled onto the national stage by a PBS show, Finding Your Roots, and she was delivering the keynote address for an inaugural conference of uh, forensic genealogists at Ramapo, one of only two institutes of higher education in the U.S. that offer instruction in that field. Brand new era, Moore told the audience, turning point for solving crime, and we're just on the ground floor. We've created this tool that can accomplish so much. The field exploded back in 2018 with the arrest of Joseph James D'Angelo as the notorious Golden State Killer, responsible for more than a dozen murders across California. DNA evidence collected from a 1980 double murder was analyzed and uploaded to a commercial database, and a hit to a distant relative helped a geneticist uh, build an elaborate family tree that ultimately coalesced on D'Angelo. Hundreds of cold cases since then have been solved with the use of the DNA technology and this technique. The practice is not without controversy. Here's the interesting part. Like I said, you can opt in or opt out of sharing your DNA with law enforcement. Moore said, if we lose the public trust, we will lose this tool. Despite those words of caution, Moore said she's one of several high-profile geologists, genealogists, I should say, who exploited a loophole in a commercial database called GEDmatch. That allowed them to search the DNA of individuals who explicitly opted out of sharing their genetic information with law enforcement. Now the loophole, which a source demonstrated for the intercept, allows them to work with police to manipulate the search fields within a DNA comparison tool to trick the system into showing opted-out profiles. In records of communications reviewed by The Intercept, that's where this story comes from, theintercept.com, Moore and two other forensic genealogists discussed the loophole and how to trigger it. One of the genealogists described hiding the fact that her organization had made an identification using an opted-out profile. Don't know what they're doing about it, but they better do something, because like she said, 
Once we lose the public's trust, and this is a great way to lose the public's trust, my friends, you're done. People won't be up uploading their DNA at all. I mean, brilliant idea, great thing. I, I haven't done it yet. It's a bit expensive for me, but I, I would love to do it. In fact, maybe I should get one of these guys as a sponsor. Well, maybe I'll get a free one. Huh? <laughs> Man, I'm so cheap. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fascinating thing. You get to find out who your relatives are, where your origins come from, where your roots are. Uh, but if I'm going to opt out and not want to share my data with law enforcement, and then law enforcement can just sneak around the back door and find their way in anyway and find out my information, we got a problem. We got a big problem. Not good. All right, update from Hawaii, Maui, and... Uh, the mess that is the fires down there, the aftermath. The governor, Josh Green, who was just shown at a press conference earlier, uh, refusing to answer the question as to how many children he believes are lost or missing. He says a thousand over people are still unaccounted for. During an interview over the weekend, a thousand people or more still unaccounted for. The fire from a couple of weeks ago already has been designated as the deadliest fire in the U.S. in over a century. Well over a hundred lives confirmed lost and it expected still to grow. Intense criticism of Biden as he lays on a beach sunning his ass, doing absolutely nothing, not even making it. How much effort does it take for you to say, look, uh, Dr. Jill and I, our hearts go out to the people of Hawaii or Maui, if you can even remember where it is, Joe, and we uh, we wish you the best, and we're going to do all we can to help you out in the days to come. Boom. Thank you. Ten seconds. All done. Not even that. All he said is, no comment. More than a thousand people, about a thousand fifty unaccounted for, and it will take several more weeks, Green said. Some of the challenges are going to be extraordinary. 85% of the land of the impact zone has been covered now by what amounts to an army of search and rescue teams, 41 dogs. 85% of the land has been covered. Now we need to go into the larger buildings, which require peeling back some of the floors and structures, that last 15% could take weeks. Extreme concerns that because of the temperature of the fire, the remains of those who have died in some cases may be impossible to recover meanfully. It's not over. It's not going to be over. And it is just getting worse. Some of the things that are going on are absolutely incredible. The mayor is now being accused of evicting the Maui survivors. Mm. This guy, Alan Roberts, the MFing Co. COO uh, on X, he posted this. It's a little long. I likely won't play the whole thing, but I thought you ought to see at least a piece of what he had to say. 
Take, Take a, a listen. listen. Someone please debunk me. You can actually evict the Maui wildfire survivors? Like, tell me you're joking. By the way, there's some really rough language here, so be advised. Do not give up Maui. Do not let them take your land. I just saw this morning, just now on TikTok, they are giving eviction notices to people whose houses didn't burn down. No fucking way. Like, I wasn't in the conspiracy camp where, like, space lasers caused the Hawaiian wildfires on purpose, but I sure as shit knew BlackRock, Vanguard, and other bankers weren't gonna give up a fire sale, so, like, before I freak out and, like, start sharpening the guillotines, like, maybe this is just a one-off, right? This Lahaina shit is insane. I have a friend who lost his home. He lost everything, but this isn't for him. This is somebody else by him. They didn't lose their home, but they're about to, because the mayor is evicting the entire fucking building. Some of the only people that still had homes, and they're evicting them. They have 45 days. Pause to read. I, I wish I didn't fucking pause to read. You mean to tell me that if the sus wildfire didn't make me homeless, the government is now going to, even though I had a home to go back to? That's beyond the pale. I cannot vouch for the authenticity of this, but that looks certainly like a legal notice, and that's one, two, three, four different people who've said the same thing, basically evicting people from their homes. It's just going to get worse before it gets better. Do something. Nonviolent. Okay. Major League Baseball. What? What's Major League Baseball? Haven't watched it since it went woke. So this likely isn't going to affect much of my audience because most people don't go to baseball games anymore. No need. Go woke, go broke. Well, if you needed another reason not to go to the ballpark, they just gave you one. They have launched biometric face scanning to identify fans at increasing numbers of ballparks. Philadelphia has joined the New York Mets, Cleveland, and more are coming. Nice patriotic and all, but no thanks. Earlier this week, they posted an article on giving a comprehensive look at what life will be like after the globalists succeed in getting all of humanity outfitted with digital IDs. Uh, at first, voluntary. Most techno-hip young people signing up to have their eyeballs and faces scanned at the point of entry into different kinds of uh, society. Airplanes, buses, trains, concerts, sports, stadiums. Little by little, the pressure builds for everybody to join the new means of universal digital ID. Yep, it's happening before you're even ready for it. The Philadelphia Phillies from Major League Baseball launching ticketless stadium entry with facial recognition. Fans can register, register to use the service at dedicated lanes by submitting a selfie through the MLB Ballpark app. These images converted into biometric templates and then deleted. Fans do not need to scan a ticket or their phone when entering. They just walk up, cameras scan their face, ID them, and off you go. 
what will happen with that data and that information after you submit it to Major League Baseball? I just guarantee you there's some fine print out there. And California, not that this should surprise absolutely anybody, but here we go again. Digital ID, Californians, it's not coming, it's here, and it's starting with your driver's license. Concerning move for privacy advocates like me, California's broadened its digital driver's license ID initiative, prompting, prompting citizens to place sensitive ID details into their smartphones, dubbed MDL by the California DMV. This mobile driver's license can be used in contexts like airport security, verifying age to buy alcohol. Now, despite being pitched as a technological advantage, you know, that's what they always do. Oh, it's going to be so convenient for you. It'll be so easy. You don't have to carry all that cash around. These credit cards, but just, just use your face. Just use the chip in your hand. Now open to 1.5 million participants, not without its drawback. To obtain this, you've got to download the CADMV Wallet app, which does not interoperate with native or decentralized wallet systems. Instead, you in California are now forced to trust your sensitive information to a single state-run app. How do you feel about that? They insist the app does not permanently store your personal data. <laughs> yeah. But it still retains your phone number and an encrypted photo of your driver's license slash ID card. <laughs> For how long? And who are you sharing it with? And no thank you. You want to add that to your list of why should I move out of California? There you go. Links in our show notes. And it the hits just keep on coming. One right after the other. Boom, boom, boom. Take a look at this. You think America is the only place this bullshit is going on? Thailand. Political party in Thailand wants to issue the thing we have talked about a billion times on this show and warned you about, and I cannot believe the Thai could be so stupid. In fact, I know for a fact they're not that stupid. But this one particular political party wants digital currency, not just digital currency, but one that expires after six months. You don't spend the money in six months, it's gone. And... You can only spend it close to your home. Hmm. You can within whatever the kilometers might be. Control the currency, control the people. A Thai political party campaigning on a promise to once in power distribute two hundred and eighty dollars, which is about ten thousand baht, worth of digital currency to citizens. But the Pew Thai Party 
would come with some strings attached. And it looks a lot like programmable CBDC. The main feature is the use of blockchain and then the programming of expiration dates and geolocation designated money you can only use within a certain distance from, oh, four kilometer radius from your home. Four kilometer is not very far, maybe a mile. And yeah, maybe a little more than that. With this and the drive to include as many people as possible, even those without the apps, not left out in the cold, you can get your 10,000 bot. All they have to do is, in return, provide your national ID card, which would allow you to get a personal code. Come on, Thai people. I got a lot of friends in Thailand. You know who you are. Fight back. Call your representatives and say, no way, Jose. Not in my backyard. It just keeps coming. I could not believe the amount of stories like this. Here's one out of Arizona. What a mess. What a mess. Cary Lake won Arizona. We all know that. That current governor no right to be there but there she sits Mays tells the county attorneys get this hand ballot counts are not legal this is from KNAU News Talk Radio Attorney General Chris Mays says, sent a letter to all 15 of Arizona's county attorneys confirming counties are not allowed to count ballots by hand. What? It follows assertions made by a group of state lawmakers that Arizona law allows manual counts instead of using machines. According to Mays, state statutes don't allow it. The Republican-controlled legislature passed a resolution allowing hand counts. The Attorney General says since it is not a piece of legislation, it has no force of law. And election experts are saying manual counts are far more expensive, slow, inaccurate, and impractical. Well, if that's the case, then how did we possibly survive with hand counting for the last... 200 some odd years hmm we did just fine thank you without your machine counting bullshit hey in our show notes scroll down a bit you'll find a link to our Jay Sheldon merchandise you can find mugs like this one stick some blackout coffee in there you're good to go you'll also find t-shirts hoodies tank tops all kinds of cool stuff check it out buy something to help support the show the Jay Sheldon Show merchandise links in our show notes. I uh, did you see this about the Lana Del Rey concert? Freakiest thing ever. Uh, there is an explanation. I know it's easy. Oh, it's some sort of directed energy weapon or some you know whatever. It ain't. Experts warn about the domino effect wave that sent fans to the ground at a Lana Del Rey concert. G. Keith Still, 
who's a leading expert in this field, spoke about the potentially deadly risks of what's called progressive crowd collapse. Yeah, it's a thing. On Friday morning, when Keith saw the viral video of waves of fan falling to the ground at alarming speed at a recent Lana Del Rey concert, he knew exactly what the problem was. Domino wave effect. Now listen, because if you saw the video, I'll play it for you in a second. But you're thinking like, what the hell's going on? How did all these just like in an instant, this wave of people just whoom, fell over? According to this expert, it is called a progressive crowd collapse, where the momentum of just one person knocking into another increases significantly. He says, I think the phrase domino effect is quite appropriate. If you stack dominoes up, a domino can knock over another domino one and a half times its size, simply because you're turning a potential energy into kinetic energy. You are changing the force. So it's very easy when you get in close proximity as everyone is jammed into a crowd at a concert to actually knock everyone over as a single unit. And yes, the actual domino effect wave can be deadly. Now, so far, been no injuries reported. Uh, but what we are witnessing online, still said, is an example of the same sort of crowd crush that did prove deadly in at least two other prominent horrific instances, including the Denmark Rock Skilled Festival in 2000, which left nine dead, and Seoul's Itaewon neighborhood last year, I remember this one, which killed a shocking 159 people absolutely frightening. This is kind of a wide shot of the concert, and I think I've got to get through this ridiculous ad before it comes up. So, let me just let that, okay, there you go. Domino effect. Can we clear that off the screen so we can actually see something? Watch right down in here. Right down there, and you'll see. You see that? It's very hard to see. It's very dark. But it is absolutely the freakiest thing. Very, very strange. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, hang on, let me just uh, dig around here, and I think, I think, I've got another shot of that. Do I? No, I don't. Okay. Check it out. The link is in our show notes. There's links to it. But you'll, you saw there the crowd. It's just massive amount of people in the middle of the crowd within two or three seconds, all of them, right over. No, it's not some energy weapon. It's not some mass hypnosis thing. It's the domino effect, and it's real, and it happens. You need to be careful if you're at these kind of concerts. Stand your ground. All right. I remember this story from years ago. There was a bunch of videos out there about these weird trumpety horn kind of sounds that people were hearing coming from they didn't know where, somewhere in the sky, was this kind of a weird noise. I'll play some of it for you in a minute. This one just came out. It's from the Illuminati bot, so, you know, this guy posts a lot of odd things. But 
This is not a faked video. This is a real video. Take a look at this. Let's go full screen and take a listen. What the fuck is that sound? Oh yeah, there's some language too. What the fuck is that sound? You hear that? You can hear that, right? Yeah, what is it? I've got no idea. We're up at Bonnie Down. That is scary. That is damn scary. I don't know what that is from their accents. I'm guessing they're in Australia, maybe New Zealand, or probably Australia. But that is the freakiest, weirdest thing. All right, can we get back out of this mode, please? Okay. Uh, and I think I've got in our show notes, I've got that link in our show notes. If you want to listen to it more clearly, you can. But I put another couple of links in there. These are totally weird. This one's a bit loud, so get ready for it. But here's another example of what they call a strange trumpet sound right next to me here, which is in uh, Sabah, the island of Borneo. Check this one out. This is freaky. That's too weird. That's just coming from, you can see he can't tell where it's coming from. This strange, and that's kind of an odd, almost metallic squeaking sound. It's very weird. And if I'm not mistaken, I've got, yep, got one more for you. Here's another one. These are weird. These are, yeah, look them up. Let's put in uh, strange trumpet sounds or strange sounds from the sky into a search engine. And you see what comes up. Some of them are actually scary. Give a listen. You see the dog there? This is creeping me out. <laughs> this is creeping me out. That is just weird. I go. <laughs> okay. The links are in our show notes. If you want to watch them and get creeped out yourself, feel free. Not for me. Thank you very much. All right. I got one more for you because we always end with a piece of good news. And this is exactly that. This is just a quick video, but it's well worth your time. Take a look. It's black and white footage. But uh, hang on a sec. Okay. Can I get my mouse back? Watch. You see the woman carrying the baby. It's raining. Everybody else got an umbrella. And watch what happens. More proof that there really is some decent people still in the world. Watch this. See this guy coming here? Watch.
he gives the lady with the baby her umbrella. Look at that. From the tuk-tuk in the background, I'm guessing it might be Thailand, but don't know. Take a look. Sees the woman without an umbrella, gives her his umbrella, says thank you, and off he goes. Folks, there are some damn good people in the world still. Don't give up. Do little things. Take small bites. It all matters. It all matters. All right. Let's get on with our book. We're going to continue on with Animal Farm from George Orwell. We uh, finished up 1984 and moved right on into Animal Farm. It's an amazing book so far. Loving every minute of it. Hope you are too. And uh, we'll back up a sentence or two and move on forward. I think we're in the middle of chapter two. Snowball had read it aloud for all the benefit of the others, and all the animals nodded in complete agreement. And the cleverer ones at once began to learn the commandments by heart. Now, comrade, cried Snowball, throwing down the paintbrush, to the hayfield. Let us make a point of honor to get in the harvest more quickly than Jones and his men could do. But at this moment, the three cows, who seemed uneasy for some time past, set up a low, loud lowing. They'd not been milked for twenty-four hours. Their udders were almost bursting. After a little thought, the pigs sent for buckets and milked the cows fairly successfully, with their trotters being well adapted to the task. Soon there were five buckets of frothing, creamy milk at which many of the animals looked with considerable interest. "'What's going to happen to all that milk?' said someone. "'Jones used sometimes to mix it in some of our mash,' said one of the hens. "'Never mind the milk, comrades,' cried Napoleon, placing himself in front of the buckets. "'That'll be attended to. The harvest is more important. Comrade Snowball will lead the way.' I shall follow in a few minutes. Forward, comrades. The hay is waiting. So the animals trooped down to the hayfield to begin the harvest. And when they came back in the evening, it was noticed that the milk had disappeared. Chapter 3 How they toiled and sweated to get the hay in, but in their efforts were rewarded, for the harvest was an even bigger success than they'd hoped. Sometimes the work was hard, the implements had been designed for human beings, after all, not for animals, and it was a great drawback that no animal was able to use any tool that involved standing on his hind legs. But the pigs were so clever, they could think of a way around every difficulty. As for the horses, they knew every inch of the field, and, in fact, understood the business of mowing and raking far better than Jones and his men had ever done. The pigs didn't actually work, but directed, supervised the others. With their superior knowledge, it was natural they should assume the leadership. Boxer and Clover would harness themselves to the cutter or the horse rake, no bits or reins were needed in these days, of course, and tramp steady round and round the field with a pig walking behind and calling out, Gee up, comrade, or woe back, comrade, as the case might be. 
Every animal, down to the humblest, worked at turning the hay and gathering it. Even the ducks and hens toiled to and fro all day in the sun, carrying tiny wisps of hay in their beaks. And in the end, they finished the harvest in two days less time than it had usually taken Jones and his men. Moreover, it was the biggest harvest the farm had ever seen. No wastage whatever. The hens and ducks with their sharp eyes had gathered up every last stalk and not an animal on the farm had stolen so much as a mouthful. All through the summer, the work of the farm went like clockwork. The animals were happy as they never conceived it possible to be. Every mouthful of food was an acute, positive pleasure, now that it was truly their own food, produced by themselves and for themselves not doled out to them by some grudging master. With the worthless parasitical human beings gone, there was more for everyone to eat, more leisure too. Inexperienced though the animals were, they met with many difficulties. For instance, later in the year, when they harvested the corn, they had to tread it out in the ancient style and blow away the chaff with their breath since the farm possessed no threshing machine. But the pigs, with their cleverness, and Boxer with his tremendous muscles, always pulled them through. Boxer was the admiration of everyone. He'd been a hard worker even in Jones's time, but now he seemed more like three horses than one. There were days when the entire work of the farm seemed to rest on his mighty shoulders. From morning to night, he was pushing and pulling, always at the spot where the work was the hardest. He'd made an arrangement with one of the cockerels to call him in the mornings half an hour earlier than anyone else, and would put in some volunteer labor at whatever seemed to be most needed, before the regular day's work had begun. His answer to every problem, every setback, was, I'll work harder which he'd adopted as his personal motto. But everyone worked according to their capacity. The hens and ducks, for instance, saved five bushels of corn at the harvest by gathering up the stray grains. Nobody stole, nobody grumbled over his rations. The quarreling and biting and jealousy, which had been normal features of life in the old days, had almost disappeared. Nobody shirked well, almost nobody. Molly, it was true, was not good at getting up in the mornings. Had a way of leaving work early on the grounds that there was a stone in, their, in her hoof. The behavior of the cat was somewhat peculiar. It was soon noticed that when there was work to be done, the cat could never be found. She'd vanish for hours on end and then reappear at mealtimes or in the evening after work was over, and as nothing happened. But she always made such excellent excuses, purred so affectionately, that it was impossible not to believe in her good intentions. Old Benjamin, the donkey, seemed quite unchanged since the rebellion. He did his work in the same slow, obstinate way as he'd done it in Jones's time never shirking and never volunteering for extra work either. About the rebellion, 
and its results, he would express no opinion. When asked whether he was not happier now that Jones was gone, he would say only, Donkeys live a long time. None of you has ever seen a dead donkey. And the others had to be content with this cryptic answer. On Sundays, there was no work. Breakfast was an hour later than usual, and after breakfast there was a ceremony which was observed every week without fail. First came the hoisting of the flag. Snowball had found in the harness room an old green tablecloth of Miss Jones and had painted on it a hoof and a horn in white. This was run up the flagstaff in the farmhouse garden every Sunday morning. Flag was green, Snowball explained, to represent the green fields of England. While the hoof and horn signified the future republic of the animals, which would arise when the human race had finally been overthrown. After hoisting, hoisting of the flags, all the animals trooped into the big barn for a general assembly known as the Meeting. Here the work of the coming week was planned out, resolutions put forth and debated, always the pigs who put forward the resolutions. The other animals understood how to vote, but could never think of any resolutions of their own. Snowball and Napoleon were by far the most active in the debates, but it was noticed that these two were never in agreement. Whatever suggestion either one of them made, the other one could be counted on to oppose it. Even when it was resolved, a thing no one could object to in itself, to set aside the small paddock behind the orchard as a home of rest for animals who were past work. There was a stormy debate over the correct retiring age for each class of animal. The meeting always ended with the singing of Beasts of England, and the afternoon was given up to recreation. And that's where we'll leave it for tonight. We'll pick it up again on tomorrow night's show, George Orwell's Animal Farm. All right, be sure and visit our sponsors. Get yourself some great deals. Blackout Coffee, NordVPN, Brickhouse Nutrition, The Jay Sheldon Show Merchandise. You can check all those out. Buy something, would you? And please don't forget to hit that follow button. It's right here. Little green button says follow. Give it a click. Really helps the show out. Doesn't cost you anything. We don't spam your inbox. It just does a lot to help the show out, really, and let other people know that we're here. I will see you all again tomorrow. Good, good night. Good morning. Good morning.